When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, people? Welcome to the Undiluted Football Show. I am Tony okay Welcome to the show, guys. What a crazy week in football we've had. I feel like we've had the maddest week in football, but we're going to get straight into it. We're going to get into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Now, on Monday, Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer were inducted, the first two inductees into the Premier League Hall of Fame. And um, then 21 nominations got released after, and the next six will kind of get into the next Hall of Fame. So you have people on the list like Tony Adams, Cantona, Vieira, Roy Keane, Beckham, Van Nistelrooy, Burkamp, all of the lot. Um, so as fans, we can vote whoever we want into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Um, my thoughts on the Premier League Hall of Fame, first and foremost, I feel like as a Man United fan, bear in mind the Premier League Hall of Fame, how, just bear in mind the Premier League. There's one team that's won 13 Premier League to- trophies, and that's Man United. And um, the fact that a United player wasn't inducted in the first two was kind of weird as a United fan, but I brushed it anyway. And I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like if there was one person that would have been inducted, it would have been this person, but we know that he he's having a court case, right? So that's why I think that's the one person that would have got inducted ahead of maybe Omri or Shearer. But big ups to Omri and Shearer, you know, Shearer, the highest Premier League goal scorer of all time. Omri, one of the, regard, I won't say one of the, because I don't believe one of the, but regarded as one of the best Premier League players of all time. So we've got a big them up there. But that was uh, the Premier League. You can vote on whoever you want. I done my personal one and I put in, I remember Burkamp, Keane, Rio. I feel like I put in Andy Cole as well. We can't forget Andy Cole. And maybe Vieira. I think I want to say Vieira. And that's who I, those those are the people I picked. And um no, I'm not finding the story. What's his name? I think I put Beckham in there as well, because you know Beckham's a Premier League legend. But that was my six. You can you guys can let me know what your six in the comments below. But let's get straight into the Premier League action that happened during the week. Now, senior man scoring against Crystal Palace once again, senior man Kelechi Iheanacho. Now, I'm, as a Nigerian, first and foremost, I'm really happy to see Kelechi Iheanacho ball out for Nigeria. I first watched him in the under-17s World Cup where Nigeria won it. And Kelechi Iheanacho was one of the stars. He was kind of like a number 10, and I kind of compared him to Raul, like one of them number 10s that were really, really a goal-scoring number 10, you know what I mean? Like, he could play as a striker or just behind a striker or with someone. And then he went to City after loads of clubs wanted him and he didn't do too well at City and then moved to Leicester. And right now, I feel like this season, right now, as Vardy's not scoring, he's really kind of stepped up. So I remember when Vardy got injured, everyone was like, who's going to step up? 
in Bardi's place because he's so important for Leicester and Kelechi Inacho has done that. And he's having his best Premier League goal scoring season so far. So big ups to him. And you know what? I feel like he, let's say if the Premier League was the NBA and we had a most improved player of the season award, it would definitely be Kelechi Inacho. Kelechi Inacho has been, he's gone up to another level where we start taking him. He can be regarded as one of the main guys at Leicester now. Back then he was in and out of the team, but now he can be regarded as like Vardy or Madison or one of them type of players because he's having a really good season. But let's get on to the Champions League. First and foremost, we saw Chelsea versus Real. Now, Chelsea, I watched the game and I felt like the first half of Chelsea had a competent striker, they would have won that game 3-1 easily. Werder missed a massive chance. And if Chelsea had better strikers, they would have won that game. But at the end, I'm not going to talk too much about the Chelsea game, but they played well. I thought like they were the better team. Benzema had a half a chance and made it into a goal because that's just the type of striker he is. And Chelsea looked, they played really well away to Real Madrid in the semi-final. That's, that, that was a big result for them because they've got the away goal. They're taking it back to Stamford Bridge and who knows, it's better to play at home in the second leg. So who knows what we'll see with Chelsea. Personally, I still want Real Madrid to win. I still feel like Real Madrid can score goals at Stamford Bridge. And one away goal might not be enough. I know Benzema, if you give him, as you, as I said, if you give him half a chance, boom, he will take it. So we will see in regards to Karen Benzema. And then City came back from 1-0 down to beat PSG 2-1. And uh, that was a weird one for me because I felt like PSG started off well. Marquinhos getting another clutch goal. He's been really clutch in the quarterfinals and in big games for PSG this season. And both beat... I don't want to sound like a bit of Man United fan, but both of the Man City goals looked fluky. Like, obviously, the free kick going through the wall and Kevin De Bruyne's cross going through everyone and not everyone realising it. But at the end of the day, City have a very, very good league lead to take back into the second leg. So I really feel like, at the end of the day, it is City's to lose. Like, City has to really capitulate against PSG away from home to not make it into the final. And I feel like Pep Guardiola is finally going to get his City side into the final. I do want PSG to win because I don't want Man City to be in the final as a United fan. But I feel like City have got a 2-1 lead going to home. They can manage the game out. They can beat the game. And they're a very good footballing side. So unless Neymar and Mbappe have a madness of a game, I really don't feel like PSG are going to get through that tie. But those who I feel like are going to, is going to be the final, I feel like Real Madrid can still do have a result at Stamford Bridge against um, Chelsea and I feel like it'll be a Real Madrid City final and Real Madrid to win it but that's just my personal thought and um, let's get on to the Europa League now Arsenal got Danny Ceballos sent off who should have been people say he should have been subbed at half time but he didn't get sent but he got sent off at the end Arsenal lost 2-1 to Villarreal to Unai Emery's Villarreal actually and it was a weird one I felt like Arsenal were dead and buried 2-0 down away to Villarreal and then you get a red card, like you can't be in a worse situation than that. But they somehow got that penalty. And that penalty was so big and so pivotal for them because that is just, that's one away goal. They can win this tie 1-0. United you know, Emery cannot come out and not get a goal at the Emirates and they can win this tie 1-0 and still go through. Even though probably over the two legs, they weren't the better team. But that penalty was very vital. And it was very um, vital by Nicola, Nicola Pepe. But um, if I feel like I feel like Villarreal are a good team, I don't. I kind of do expect them to score the Emirates. As you said, Arsenal not being great this season. This has been one of the worst Arsenal teams I've seen in a long time. So I really think that um, Villarreal can get the job done here. In the other in other regards, United six, Roma two. It was a mad game. As a United fan, I felt like um, 
gosh, 2-1 down. We had a decent first half. Cavani even missed a massive chance in the first half. And then we just blitzed them. We've seen Man United go down so many times, 1-0 down in the game. And next thing you know, they score like 4-5-1, 6-1 and win the game. So that was a typical United performance. We're practically in the final now. As a United fan, I would want to face Villarreal. Now, the reason I would want to face Villarreal is because, one, I feel like we can beat United Emery. We can beat a United Emery team. I feel like we have enough firepower up top to be a United Emery team. The reason I don't want to face Arsenal because, one, that's the TL derby. The TL will be crazy and I'm not going to be here for it. Two, we haven't beat Arsenal in a very long time. I know Solskjaer still hasn't beaten Arteta. I know we get draws. We lost to them at home this season, 1-0, with the Pogba penalty. And then we drew to them and we should have won the game at the Emirates where Cavani didn't decide to score that day. And we haven't beaten Arsenal. So really and truly, as a Man United fan, because if you realise, Solskjaer's beaten a lot of people. He's beaten Pep, he's beaten Mourinho, he's beaten Lampard, he's beaten all of them men you can think of. Poch, Tuchel, he's beaten all of them. But he hasn't beaten Arteta, which is kind of weird in the sense that where everyone else has seemed to beat Arteta, but Oli can't. So as a United fan, I would really want to face Villarreal. But we'll see. But um, as again, I said Leicester was banging for um, Kelechi and Asher was banging for Leicester. But now they drop points, 10 men. But the thing is, I feel like Leicester are fine. I feel like Chelsea are not going to get up to that third position. I feel like Leicester, even though they've dropped points, they've got that third position solidified. And it would, Leicester would have to completely capitulate for them to be out of the top four race. So I really feel like Leicester are fine in that sense. Um, but City beat Palace. One, City beat Palace. You know what was mad about that goal? Everyone thought City was going to beat Palace, but just Aguero. To come back into the team and score a goal like that, like, I'm so happy he's gone. Personally, I'm happy he's gone from the Premier League because he's done a lot of damage to my team and he's made me um, not a happy person at times. So I'm so happy that Aguero is leaving the league. But what a goal. That just shows that he's still got it. What a team City have. And City deserves to win the league, man. If you win how many games in a row, you deserve to win the league. At the end of the day, it's, it's a very hard league to keep just winning and winning and winning. And City went how long? without losing until United beat them. But, you know what I mean? They deserve it. So, congrats, congrats to them. And um, let's not forget the Arsenal game as well. I know Arsenal beat Newcastle too. I know Nelly got the first one. And that's a good result for Arsenal to take into the game against Villarreal because they didn't play well against Villarreal. They were going to play a rotated squad anyway because they're done with the Premier League. They're crap. Like, they're in the mid-table. The Premier League is done for them. Their main important thing is the... Europa League final, they could win it and try getting back into the Champions League to make the status of Arsenal great again. So they played a rotating squad and I feel like they played well. I feel like Arsenal got the job done against the Newcastle side and an informed Newcastle side who hadn't lost. I think they lost like one in seven. They just got their form, hit their form at the right time when Callum Wilson and St. Maximum was back. So that was really good for them. But um, like I said, City are practically going to win the title. I know they're United. Liverpool game got postponed to that. But you know what? Let's get on to that. Um, as a United fan, I remember going to Old Trafford. My dad taking me to Old Trafford as a kid. And I remember this is when I was a kid. I'm 23 now. So I must have been like 10, 11, more than 10 years ago, right? I remember seeing the yellow and green uh, scarves. Like, I know yellow and green was our first colours, and Newton Heath and stuff like that. And I remember seeing L-U-H-G and Love United, hate Glazer. And I think from then, as a, like a 10-year-old kid, I knew that Glazers wasn't good for us, which is which is mad to say, but I knew like 
there's a reason United fans hated Glazer on LUHG. And you see the LUHG movement to this day. You've seen what we've all seen the breaking news that they postponed the game. Now, I feel like this is a this is a big step for United fans because we've made our I know we've seen the power of the Super League and how people power came against that. And now we're trying to use the power to get the Glazers out. Whether it happens, I still don't know. But I feel like it was a big step for fans to postpone a game, to make the club think, you know. No club wants to postpone games. Sometimes it has to be did, you know what I mean? So big up to the fans for doing what they've done. I know it's like there was a bit of vandalism and stuff like that, but you can't control everyone. And I don't can I condone protesting because I do want the Glazers out, but it's not it's not bad for United fans. I'm quite proud. That I think this is a big step. Whether the, as I said, whether the Glazers go, stay or leave, I don't know. But it's a big step for United fans in a sense. But um, Spurs as well. I saw Gareth Bale banging once again against Sheffield United. It's as I remember I spoke about Sheffield United a couple of episodes ago, and I think it's it's such a shame how Sheffield United was such a good team last season, and now they're buying people like Sander Burge into the team they are now. And it's unfortunate, but Spurs had a good win for one A good win for Ryan Mason as well. You'd like to see Bell get a hat trick and um Song Hu Min on the score sheet as well. Ryan Mason is like helping his CV. I know the final didn't play great, but a 4 0 win for any 29 year old manager is a great win, whether it's against Sheffield United or not. That's a win in the Premier League. How many wins do you have in the Premier League? Do you know what I mean? So it's a great win for Ryan Mason and Spurs. But um yeah, it's it's been a mad week of football with the protests and I just want to touch on the protests again. I feel like to protest like that against owners and postpone a big game, like Man United-Liverpool is a big game. One of the most highest attended games when we were in Ann Arbor in Michigan. And that was a friendly in both Man United-Liverpool. We have we both have worldwide fan bases and Liverpool in their recent form have been very good. Well, not in their recent form, but like over the years when they win in the Champions League, Cup World Championship. So to postpone a game of that magnitude is is big for the fans. And whether we see change or not, I don't know. But United need to look long and hard at this. And the people that see United as a brand need to look long and hard at this and be like, this is not good for us. Maybe this is the time. Maybe this might encourage people to buy us. I don't know. But I feel like this is a good thing to do. And if we've seen the impact of what Man United could do, who says Arsenal can't do it with the Cronkies? I know Arsenal had their protests a week ago or so, and they didn't storm the pitch. And I don't condone in storming storming onto the pitch or anything. But you can we've seen as fans, we've seen the power of people power, right? With the ESL, we saw how that got disbanded in like two, three days. So why not do what's best for the club if owners are not putting what we want? Because at the end of the day, football's it's it's a working class sport. It's a man. I'm saying it's a, no, it's not a man's game. Or that it's, it's not a man's game. It's a working class sport. It's for it's for everyone. Do you know what I mean? It's for everyone. So I really feel like we should, as fans, use as much power as we could to get what's right with football. And as listen, as a United fan, as as I've said from the age of ten, I wanted the Glazers out because I know they weren't good for our club. And I know Maynard is a global brand and I, we've seen our rivals compete against us. And I know we do spend money, 
But Man United make so much money in which the Glazers just take and they don't put back into the club. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying the Glazers need to find oil money because the money that Man United make, we can put that back into the club. We can improve at Old Trafford. We can sign better players. We can have a better system, a better youth system, more training facilities, you know, just things to just keep improving. As the as the world changes, you need to keep improving with the times and something we haven't done through the Glazers is improve because they just take the money that Man United generates and then take it back. Now, I'm not saying they haven't spent money because they have. Like, we bought Harry Maguire for 80 million, we bought Pogba for 89 million. So they do they do spend money. But if you compare the money they spend to, in comparison to other clubs, especially with the money we make, it is not enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't take a billion from us and then put us in debt. Like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You don't see City, City just keep pumping money Pep spent 300 million on fullbacks. Of course, he's winning the league. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's the right idea, but at the same time, it's it's your club. You've got to invest in your club. And now I know United, listen, the Cron- as I said, the Cronkies have the Rams, the Glazers have the Buccaneers, who are the Super Bowl champions. Like, this is just a franchise event. This is just a way for them to make money. But with football, especially from the, the heritage, it means a lot to some people. Football means a lot to many lives. It's a global thing. I can go to any place in the world right now and play football with a randomer, and we couldn't even speak the same language, but we know the global football is a global thing. And to not understand the background of that, especially that's why I feel like so, so many people are enraged with the ESL, to not understand the background for that. Like, I know it's a business. I know you bought it to make more money. I know it makes you money, but you've got to invest in your stock. Do you know what I mean? You've got to improve your goods, whether you buy goods or not. You don't just buy it and just leave it and just take from it and just leech from it. That's not how you run a football club. And that's just all we that's all we want in fans, just investing more into the club, really. That's really all you want. Like I don't see why that's so hard. Like that can't be it's not a hard thing. I know you see it as a business, but that's it's not a hard thing to invest into a football club. Especially if you bought it. If I bought a stock, I'm going to invest into it. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And they just leech from us because we make a lot of money. But I, do, I don't. I don't get it. As a United fan, I want to see the Gla- I want to see the Glazers gone. But we shall see. We shall see how far our people power has gone. But until next time, people. That's been another episode of the Undiluted Football Show. Make sure to follow Undiluted Media 1 on Twitter and on Instagram as well. You can like, share, subscribe to your friends. Let us know in the comments below what you feel about the Glazers protest and if you feel like other clubs will protest too. But let me know. Until next time, people. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.